listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loud-mouthed movie cynic. And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? Captain America Civil War. Civil War. Yeah, man. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time. And everyone. There are ladies. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a lady. Today joining us are two people you might know if you're a listener to the podcast. We've got Josh and Aaron back in the studio. Hi, Josh. Hi, Aaron. Howdy. Hello. How's it going? Good. I was told to ask this question, even though we know both of you really well. Why the hell should we listen to you? Aaron? Well, uh, during the last podcast we did, uh, Batman and Superman, I gave a very uh, important piece of information about my long and uh, huge collection of Garfield comics that really gives me some expertise. <laughs> Where are we back in Garfield? <laughs> but for this one, I actually have some real uh, expertise, I guess. I don't know if expertise is the right word. I have seen every part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hmm. That means every movie, every Netflix series... Uh, both TV shows and even the silly one-shot tie-in comics. Wow. So, <laughs> I feel like I have uh, some uh, information to share. We got some things to say. Josh, what about you? Well, not being a fly-by-night... Why the hell should we listen to you? ...new Marvel <laughs> fanboy. Uh, I've actually read Civil War. Oh, mm, cool. That's why. That's why. <laughs> and we're going to leave it at that. And with that, Civil War... Where, where, well, Kyle, let me mention something first. No. Let me mention something. No. <laughs> normally, I'm against normally everybody here knows, our <laughs> listeners know, we're, we're a well-researched, well-prepared podcast, right? <laughs> yes. Right. Of course. Now, in the least, our, our episodes follow some sort of format, some sort of structure, and based on some feedback we got from Aaron, uh, we decided for the first time ever, Kyle, to follow no fucking format. We're going for it. You know what, people? The Civil War begins now. Well, you know Captain America say. Civil War. Open session. What? Open what? Open, open season? Open, open, open season. season. So they say I'm against everything. No. <laughs> I'm seceding from all. No war is won without a plan, but no plan survives contact with the enemy. So I think we're on pretty solid footing here for a Civil War. What? You just went three uh, of those too deep. Yeah, know. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> all right, okay, I'll we'll kick things off. Fuck it. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, Captain America Civil War. Entertaining but cockamamied. Entertaining yeah, but yeah. cockamamied. It's another lexicon. What do you mean by cockamamied? Cockamamie meaning the villain, right? Yeah. The, the, the whole fucking plot. It's like they took The Winter Soldier, which is a solid movie, the Russo brothers, and they said, you know what? Take, take that whole idea and just crank it up to 12, baby. Give me another one. Give me With another more one. more teeth. Oh, yeah. Like more, like, <laughs> oh, just like, yeah, just like Jurassic World. And so the, the, the villain's plot was just to break up the Avengers from the inside, but he needed so many cockamamie bullshit things to fall into place for this to happen. Yeah. Like, the bombing at the UN had to go through, and then uh, the fucking... To get him in the same room to reveal an embarrassing truth? Jesus Christ, just have a family reunion. Yeah, it took... Oh, it was so cockamamie. It was First so cockamamie. good Ant-Man film. <laughs> <laughs> in a way, in a way... That was the, uh, oh my god, when I was watching that, I was like, why wasn't all of this goodness in Ant-Man, all of the Paul Rudd Ant-Man scenes I thought were great. To be fair, if we're talking about things that are cranked up instantaneously to 11, (laughs) (laughs) Ant-Man normally hits about 12 feet. 
I'm not sure why he went Megazord all of a sudden for, like, his first <laughs> debut. Super Saiyan. But now when he hits the, like, I'm 12 feet tall, motherfucker, we're going to fight, that's suddenly way less intimidating. Like, oh, you could be 60. Interesting. This was a bad version of Giant Man. Mm. So... I have no context for anything I say besides <laughs> the Marvel films. Exactly. Just, just I am unappreciated that, in my time. <laughs> just want us to get that out there ahead of time. As a film. Uh, so is that going to be, so be a problem going forward when we see Ant-Man 2? Is going to be, why doesn't he just turn into Yeah, why doesn't he just turn into man? a giant man and then fight things? Like, oh, well, maybe the room's too small. Well, That's a shitty did, thing to have blow to up the room. But did you see how <laughs> slow he was? He was at actually, the UN. He was all right for a while, but they, they Empire Strikes backed his ass, you know, just wrapped his legs up and tipped him over. So, so he's not really that formidable at 35 feet. And it how also addresses one of the huge issues with the Ant-Man character. He's powerful as ant-sized man because he maintains his mass and his strength even though he's smaller. By that same proportionality, when he's giant, mm. he should have his same mass and strength, meaning he can only lift what he could lift normally and... He'd be so low density that the slightest gust of wind would take him away. So how do they fix that in the comments? Helium man. They kind of just don't. <laughs> Ant Man sucks. Is that like is they say that's true and then it's incredibly inconsistent. Like in yes. Ant Man, like he falls on the ground when he's tiny and breaks the tiles. You're like, oh, he's still got the same mass, and then they forget about that. Right. So and that's dumb. I hate Ant Man yeah. now. Um, who else sucked in this movie? Uh, I don't think anyone really sucked that Oh, much. ScarJo sucked. Oh, she was yeah, worthless he, in this film. Yeah. 100% worthless. I thought, uh, I thought Scarlet Witch was kind of hot at times. I just wanted to throw that in here so we're, since we're you just... sexist. Fr- this is just freestyle. I was like, I'm damn. I'm channeling Andrea. She's kind of she's hot in a couple of these scenes. You're putting your punches. Like, I'm not thinking about my punches okay. right now. Raise your hand <laughs> with your mouth so the listeners can hear if you think that this was just... Captain America Winter Soldier except not as good cranked up to 11 and way confused overall I raising my hands uh, half raise I, my mouth hands I would half raise my mouth hands yes <laughs> I think so we had this conversation after we first saw it. James asked me how good do you think it is and I said the day after I saw it I think it is on the same tier as Winter Soldier was you did say that now that I like reflected on it <laughs> now that I reflected on it like it has a lot of those elements but it's not as strong it's not as solid as movies mm-hmm. Winter Soldier is so it's I don't know if it's like at the bottom of that tier maybe half a tier lower I'm not defining what tiers are so it doesn't matter <laughs> but, but I think like it had all those hard strong points that made Winter Soldier good but the backbone of it was there was just there was too much that was the one good thing about Winter Soldier was that it was really focused Mm -hmm. there wasn't a ton of stuff going on around it because it was a Captain America sequel it wasn't the Avengers but we'll call it Captain America Civil War the Avengers 2.5 which is exactly what it was and had it been an Avengers movie and they would have taken it in an Avengers route and focused on other things outside of the Winter Soldier plotline for that type of film, I think it would have worked better. Well, they you know did. what I think I like about that, though, is that the Avengers at this point feels like every time they show up, it has to be a world-ending cataclysm. Yep. This, was, this is just a shitty thing. Yeah. Which, <laughs> so that's, that's good, though, because that's yeah. one of the problems with these movies is, you know, uh, they get together, and then at the end, they all fight, and a giant blue laser shoots into the sky. But that's then like again, half of the Marvel movies. We're having the same issue we had with the Martha debacle. Martha! This is a profound disagreement. 
that is suddenly just overlooked because, oh, well, there's a minor challenge, so let's pay attention to that instead. Mm -hmm. They've never addressed whether or not we should have the Registration Act. This was supposed to be something in the comic, which is this theoretically loosely based on. Is this the chapter everyone skips in the middle of the book? With <laughs> no way, man. No, registration a, Act. What the hell's going on? Uh, it's supposed to be that something terrible happens domestically. Yeah. And it's the U.S. saying, do we require all of our superheroes to register with the government and be put out in government-sanctioned teams to enforce the government's will and do fight supervillains when it is needed uh-huh. through government approval? I love that idea. Or are superheroes exceptional and by virtue of themselves responsible for acting when they see injustice? Yeah. And should not rely upon the government, which can be corrupt, to decide what is good and what is not. Both of those are valid, powerful arguments. And to me, what made the Civil War series so amazing is they watched the entire Marvel Universe split along those lines. Mm -hmm. To the point where families were falling apart. This really became a civil war. Yeah. And all of that was like, uh, we're going to focus on these six people because it's a movie. I mm-hmm. get that. But they also made it international. Yeah. Which milded out the Captain America storyline of he's fighting for what America is. Did we go to a different country like every five minutes yeah, in this geographically film? Geographically. Or was that just not, me? Well, we knew when that happened because that giant white text appeared. Oh, right. God, that was annoying. Was all the time. And Madrid! <laughs> So I don't know if it was the theater that I was in, but one of those cities, the text did not fit on the screen. Oh, that's hilarious. It was as if it had become a comedy, and it just, like, it was like the Naked Gun transition. That would have been a great, like, it keeps getting closer every time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's another reason why this movie is cockamamie, because, like, the time doesn't match up. People are in London, then they're in Brussels, then they're in, like, they're bouncing around. 45 minutes later. Yeah, it's incredible, and, like... Uh, Captain America and Bucky at the end arrive in Siberia and it took them however long it took them to get a there. A conversation. Then, it literally took a conversation. Yeah, but then Iron Man shows up even though he's like hours and hours behind chasing after the clues and all that shit and he had to go to the prison first. So he goes, Iron Man in that last scene went from the fucking airport in Berlin to the prison that's in some ocean somewhere, right? And yeah. then to Siberia all within like 10 minutes. Okay. And so he called up the people that had an... He caught up to people that had like an hour's head start on him. You know? Let's in a cycle back jet. and consider, in a jet, yeah. consider our options. Uh-oh. Because. <laughs> a civil war! So, one of the things. <laughs> so, overall, I think this movie is still really good. I think that's a point it's, that yeah, it's I, we haven't directly made. It was an acceptably. Six for ten. Acceptably what? compatible. Uh, <laughs> Film within what they've said. It's like the stepping stone moving. That's guess, true. So there were some better moments. The trick I have Seven. is that, like, I came into this very shortly after seeing Batman versus Superman. Well, then Martha! it's just glorious. <laughs> oh, this is how you actually do that. Uh-huh. I enjoy it. I stayed awake the That's whole time. That's true. But if you're going to be cockamamie, you might as well be at least entertaining, my, lighthearted. Exactly. And, yeah. My, and, like, I felt and like, with really good fight scenes, I too. I felt as cockamamie as it is, like, I think Zemo's whole plan makes no sense. None! None. At all. <laughs> but the cool thing about that is that the movie mostly ignores him. He shows up, like, three times to have, like, a minute of screen time, and then you forget about it. And him. he's a plot device. He's not really a character. Yeah, but that, that makes him a completely weak villain, though. It's, Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's no question. He is just and another garbage-tier Marvel Cinematic Universe villain. But it's supposed to be garbage-tier. Wait, garbage-tier? Yeah! yeah. It's supposed to be... <laughs> all right, add that to the lexicon, right? It's supposed to be a Nazi. No, no, yeah, right? has fought for ages, and now he's... 
He's not reduced. a Hydra agent. He's just a pissed off national. He's a Hydra agent. Did they really make Captain America a sleeper Hydra agent in the in comic the books uh, now? Yeah, yeah don't worry about it. Let's not get into that. Okay, anyway. Anyway, anyway yeah. yeah. Well, uh, All right, I got something I want to say here. And that Hold is, on. Civil right. War. Um, <laughs> Zing! <laughs> Civil War. That's how you interrupt on nice this one. Yeah. Um, nice to see. Nice to see. The Civil War was fought and was over in the span of like two minutes of this film, yeah. and then everybody was on the same page but at the end. And they Civil Kerfuffle away. doesn't have the same ring. So it was I think that's so dumb. That's what I want to see, though. Is that <laughs> my walk away with this is that you know it's not resolved. Like you know, Captain Iron Man had their little like, oh, I'll send you a cell it phone. It felt we're resolved. Like, <laughs> we'll like have weekend chats or whatever. Because I, I feel like the next movie, they're not going to be buddy buddy. Like I want to see if that happens well, or not. Well, if I that does like, happen, that'll be good. Because what you to what you were saying, Josh, that's what I was looking for. But I was looking for this to tear them apart to the point where not even like conflict, but it, not even like fighting. Just like they were broken and scattered and just like off so somewhere else because i found my role in this podcast is to cite the source material i'm gonna fall back to that again <laughs> according to the Marvel oh, technically um where'd that voice come from what is that <laughs> damn it you're derailing me i will say that there is one part of this film that we have completely not touched on which i was totally dead set to hate spider-man mm. the inclusion of a really good <laughs> spider-man uh, to me felt like the comic because this is supposed to... The comic started off with, to me, a great story. There's Cap and there's Iron Man. And Spider-Man is being wooed by both sides. I liked that. And he sees the appeal. He personally has a huge amount. He wants to keep Aunt May safe. And Aunt May, again, weirdly young and attractive. Hey, Marissa Tomei, decision. Brooklyn, baby. Um, <laughs> bad decision. <laughs> bad decision. Okay. Oh, right. whatever. All right, all right. We'll get into James' old lady thing in a minute. But, uh... So... Now there's going to be an edible complex to Spider-Man's character arc. We have... Spider-Man is supposed to be, like... He comes forward. He joins Tony's team. And in doing so, unmasks himself. Yep. Reveals himself. Uh-huh. And in exchange, gets a super cool Iron Spider costume. Nice. Everybody's happy. Is he called the Iron Spider? It's the Iron Man-made Spider-Man. Yeah, it's... Um, Iron Spider. Iron when you flash <laughs> back or flash forward a couple episodes, he's now seeing that he is not able to act as he is accustomed to. He sees someone grab a purse. If he acts, he's breaking his own set of rules. That's a good point. So the Uncle Ben part kicks in. He is compelled to do what is right because he has the ability to do so. Huh. Spider-Man's character really unlocks both stories. And to me, again, going back to the source material... The part I was looking for in this movie that was not resolved is Cap submits. He goes in, he has faith in the system, and gets shot on the courthouse steps. Yeah, well, spoiler. This is, this is one movie, man. We can't get all that, you know? Like, okay, but here's the other thing. It, we, we could. Civil War. If it was, <laughs> Civil War. If it, was, if it was actually drawn out to what the, the context of that film should be, if it was a Civil War of the... Captain America, the Marvel team, and everything. And I loved what you just said about Spider-Man because I, when I was thinking about it during the film and right now, he is kind of, he's on the fence and he is getting wooed by both of them. Then why not introduce him at the beginning of the film, focus on that as the overall, you know, the the trailing conflict in between. So that represents the audience, right? right. We're supposed to be 
trying to decide as well. And Spider-Man's a really relatable character for people. He's the normal everyday guy and everything. Make that the arc instead of the overall weird winter soldier here's why, thing. Here's why. And it's just not... go just go like Avengers route. You know, you've got the two teams that are going to Civil War and have him be like that one that walks the line and gives you that constant metaphor. Because that's not Captain America. That's This movie is Captain America. But that's sure. disappointing. Oh. The, the, so, <laughs> well, it's disappointing, but the, the backbone, the core of this story is the relationship between Cap and Bucky. We saw at the end of Winter Soldier... His, you know, mission, his goal was, I have to go and find Bucky and bring him back into the fold. Like, that's what the Winter Soldier ended up. Is that what the source material's no. from, too? Who cares the source material? Well, here's, but I just think it's wrong <laughs> to choose. <laughs> that's what I, that, I'm, my Civil War stance is that it should have been Civil War and not Captain America, colon, Civil War. Because that just got everything way too muddled. They were focusing on two major different things. Because it is a good relationship and it's an important character and everything. But then it got lost in the kerfuffled stupidity cockamamie 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 bullshit bullshit. garbage there was the rest of the film this is a bigger point that I want to ask you guys about um, here is do you think that the civil war is something that can actually sustain itself and be a real story so this is my thought is that they have that conversation where they're all sitting around the table uh, Thunderbolt comes uh-huh. in. He's like, "You guys are assholes. You blew up this city and this city and this city." That dude's like, name's Thunderbolt. Yeah, General Thunder. Yeah, Thunderbolt Ross. Ross. Oh my Thunderbolt. god, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's, just don't worry about it. Old dude who's in Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Um, General General Dushan. Hulk General. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Classy. Anyway, before so yeah, he he comes in and he gives them all this shit about doing all this stuff. Which, by the way, the reaction should have been. Oh, okay, next time aliens come down, we'll let you handle it. Don't worry about it. Uh, but <laughs> Cap, Cap immediately says, no, we can't do that because anyone who is in charge of us has an agenda. And that agenda is not going to line up with our morals all the time. And this was proven to an absolute T because it already happens. Yep. We go back to Avengers... And we had right. a regulating body mm-hmm. that was called the World Security Council. And what did they do? They said, hey, there's aliens. Let's blow up all of New York. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's right. what I was going to say. I wanted to get into plot holes and, and nit- I love to nitpick, as you know. I know you do. And fucking, if I'm sitting there and Thunderbolt is showing me footage of New York and he's showing me footage of Sokovia. And by the way, they skipped the, the African nation where the Hulk blasted through the city. Yeah. like. And, and if you look at the screen, by the way, each one of them has Josh only like analyzing. Each one of them has only like double-digit fatality, which is just Disney-fying the shit out of it. And you're like, it should be in the six digits easily. But if if if, if Thunder if Thunder Dick Ross is giving me the if if he's giving me the business, I I would have fucking throw my shoe at him and you know you know Iraqi versus Bush style. I'm like, how about this asshole? Does that it explodes? We we you fucking shot a nuke at New York City. That's your way to solve the problem. A B. How about a thank you? Like if we don't step in, you know what your death toll in that upper right hand corner of the screen says? Millions. It just you know? says New York. It says yeah, like. Earth. And, and so I wanted to they sh- that, that should have been the easiest meeting of all time and that would have been like go fuck yourself and we'll we'll take care of it so, alright fine fine we disband Yo, good luck so you know how the, the movie resolves that though and I think this is this is something I realized that's Nick. core at this movie is that if that conversation had continued mm-hmm. that is where it would have gone there's no counter to that you can't say oh well the UN will be like a governing body that'll be fine but like no, there's going to be someone in the UN who gets their foot in the door from the next Hydra. 
Like so, this is yeah. this what? is the greater Marvel universe. Civil in War. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, based 100% off real world politics, they will have the right idea six years after something has happened. Yeah. The UN's the gonna UN. come and they're gonna have a meeting. We should stop that genocide. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Captain America's gonna be like, we gotta go out and stop the Chitari. They're blowing up the city. Like, well, the UN has to come together and like form their council. Do the Chitari have oil? <laughs> No, no, it, the, they're meeting in two weeks, so we'll try and get it to their secretary to see if they can get it on the calendar for the next week. The council's uh, not meeting, they're on vacation this week, the holidays are coming <laughs> up, so... You're no, we, we, Civil, Civil War. War. Oh, wait, who's, who's going, me or you? Black Panther was awesome. Yeah. He's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. <laughs> I was I'm so ready that. for that character to be shit, and he was not. He was, he was not. not. He was I had absolutely... You can't see the finger motion I'm making right now, but I had no interest in uh, Black Panther whatsoever. Oh, really? And oh, now, before? But and now, in Storm. Oh, okay. That's badass. What? What? God, you fucking, fucking <laughs> non-comic movies. <laughs> I didn't care about him walking in and leaving it. I was like, I'm super excited to see the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. That's going to be really fun. Yeah, he was dope. He was pretty cool. Oh, let me, let me, let me Civil back War. up. No. Civil War. He marries Storm. Civil War. Remember back in our episode Batman Superman, we somehow we no, meandered we meandered into Marvel, and somebody said, "Oh, what's really cool is that Marvel's doing all this planning. They plan everything out there." And Aaron over here said, they, "If you no, they don't. Like that's that's a fucking lie. They don't plan shit out, and that is evident in these movies." And I can't fucking remember the point I was going to make tied to that. Jesus. Oh, James, would you like me to tell you about all the ways that the rest of the universe has been connected to this? No, but all four but, of them. But here's the thing: if you had planned this. What the hell was I going to say? You fucked me up, man. I don't know. I don't even know who I'm directing that at. Civil War. I was reading online about the prep that went into this ahead of time, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh Uh-huh. And what, they they got started like 10 years before with the idea of like procedurally doing this in the the way that they did. It was a long, from what I was reading, the producers, whoever, there's like a dude who's like behind this. It was like, this sounds, yeah. He was like, this sounds like a great idea. And structured it out like this, and they worked on it apparently pretty hard. I don't know what that means. So this, I'll, I'll give you go, the background here. Go here. Wait, wait, I remember my point. Can we'll, I we'll Civil War? No, 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 I, I gotta do it. with James. Yes. Right. Here, <laughs> wow, here's the thing. Swing vote. The, the, the non-planning. The non-planning. The non-planning. Here's the evidence for it. Iron Man and Iron Man 2. You know, we want to control your suit. You can't have my suit. He gives the middle finger to the government. And wow. then Black Widow at the end of... A uh, uh, fucking Winter Soldier also storms out of a, a, a Senate hearing, right? And then the Falcon even mentions when they're having that tense conversation at the Avengers headquarters, aren't you the one that just gave the government the finger like two years ago? And she, yeah, I did, but... So everybody... That, that shows the lack of planning. Everybody who's like really against the, the, the government taking control of their assets, Iron Man, Black Widow, blah, blah, suddenly they're like all for it. So there's no foresight in the making of these movies. I'm sorry, there's not. And... You ask why Spider-Man isn't the pivot point around this movie. Like, why don't why isn't why don't why isn't this story story told through Spider-Man's eyes where we can see the, the telescope the and it's dumb. Because they didn't get the rights to him until <laughs> yeah. you know. So he right. shoehorned in at the last possible moment That's at the true. epic fight scene. And and I'm sorry, but Tony zipping all the way to Queens. He talk about the, the the fucked up timeline and the geography of this movie. He had time and when he was given by Thunder Dickhead, like 48 hours to bring in um, Captain America and Bucky. He has time to. Again, this takes time to fly from Germany to Queens and then back again. You know? Did you want to take quiz, Josh? Like, how long? Can so he, no, it's how, not thought out. How long? How fast can he fly? So he can fly <laughs> at low speed oh. indefinitely oh. because Whoa. of the arc reactor. Mm. If he's going at a very high speed, mm. it's normally like a day or two of activity before he really has to go home and swap it out. Wow! Civil War. 
Here, Aaron, Aaron, go for it. Uh, so that, that <laughs> Depending point, on the suit. I already forgot the other things I want to say. I want to address that point, though. I think that that reversal is actually a really strong point for this because one of the things that... It should have been. One of the things Civil that was War. weak it in Age of Ultron was that like they had this huge catastrophe happen. Yeah. And you have the combination you mean of the weekend the of Ultron. Yes, the weekend of Ultron. <laughs> you have uh, the, the, the three day weekend of Ultron. That's hilarious. Uh, you have you know this whole city get destroyed, tons and tons of people dying, and there's those few scenes. About forty something, according to the. <laughs> there's those few scenes Phew. of the Avengers standing on this island, going like, "Well, fuck, what do we do?" Uh-huh. Like we can kill everyone here and stop it from destroying the Earth, but this is a That's terrible shitty. option. And like they dealt with that a little bit, but I feel like this is sort of the summation of that. It's All like, right. They realize we are strong and we can do a lot, but what are the costs of what we have to do? I and that's would, what that's yeah. what Tony is coming to terms with. That's what uh, uh, Scarlett right. Johansson is coming to terms with. I agree with your point, and I think that it was executed to James's point. I think that's what they were going for, and I think that they didn't quite get there because they wanted Ant Man to be real big and punch people. Well, so, <laughs> so it got it got lost a little you bit in translation. Go, swing at people and bounce off them and right. float away. <laughs> That's, that's like, the it, problem is that there's yeah. 12 hours worth of movies. Exactly. Yes, 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 yes. Right. But to its credit, for being a quarter of what it needs to be, mm-hmm. it did what it did yeah. very competently. I think I think that's that's pretty solid. So I want to go back to Wanda's misstep. That Civil War, the I don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Wanda's misstep. I'm trying to remember exactly what it is. It's it the Wakandan. So this... And they, the C, oh, he's addressing the UN. Yes. So... This is like the definition of pan-national event. Uh-huh. It's a leader of a country killed <laughs> on UN ground, yeah. if I recall. Yeah. Well, you're talking about two different events now. Yeah, there you're, was, you're, you're There was the fight up. with Rumlow in the street market where Scarlet Witch tries to contain his explosion and accidentally blows up some emissaries. Right. That's what it is. And then there's the second event where uh, Zemo... Disguised as the Winter Soldier blows up okay. the UN, so killing the Wakandan king. Right so by the large glass windows, right by the street, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems I like mean, a good place to hold like a super important secret meeting with high security. Uh, according <laughs> to me. yeah. uh, totally true. <laughs> We're not ones to talk. Check out where our head of our institution is. <laughs> so glass house. Yeah, uh, <laughs> literally. Um, her event. She, but still important international figures killed by uh, one of the Avengers, or at least a yes. side member of yes. the Avengers. Um, in the comic, it's a trainee super team, mm-hmm. and they basically nuke a school bus full of kids. Whoa! Oh, it's a playground, right? So I've heard so many different versions of this story, and they all are amazing. I thought it was a school playground. It's a bunch of kids. I remember yeah, that yeah, part. Yeah, it's a bunch of kids. <laughs> and it's turned to legend. They couldn't <laughs> use it because it's too similar to what happened rec- in the recent That's past. probably true, actually. But I also mm-hmm. felt like changing right it down to, to a more state. national. Oh, God, you're right. Yep, what happened in the comics happened in Sanford, Connecticut. Ooh, and what that? happened recently in the United States happened in Sandy Hook. Yeah, you get the idea. Yeah. Mm. They're not going to... And it's Can't Disney, it. so well, if they're going to blow up a bunch of innocent people, they have to be brown, and they got to be halfway around the world. Because our Lily Whites can't possibly say, suffer the consequences. Bottom line was marketing on that show. I, was gonna, too, I yeah, totally yeah. missed that connection. That's really Yeah, intense. you can't do that, yeah. But I will say that changing it to a multinational front, mm-hmm. to me, really changes the nature of the argument. When it was a U.S. issue, 
It's us airing our dirty laundry. We're committed to freedom, but also truth and justice, and which one wins out. I really liked that dissection, uh-huh. and to me, that's why Cap is a pivotal figure of Civil War. Absolutely. This put Cap as a figure central to Civil War, but then never really explored that. So I didn't get why he was the person Civil War was attached to. Right. Well, you know what's the problem, too? I think I, talked about, I think I talked about this with Aaron, too, and that is um, they... In in the comics, Captain America becomes straight up a crook. He's a, not a crook, but a criminal, right? Yeah. And he's pursued, and wouldn't have been an. Oh no, I talk about this with somebody else. Wouldn't have been an awesome movie if there was like this massive manhunt for him. Oh yeah. And and agents and everybody was searching for him, and he's yeah, on the it was run. Well, Winter Soldier. But exactly. We that's the problem. They used it in Winter Soldier in a in a very specific scene. Like I want every camera activated. I want every toll booth. Blah, blah. And so that's that again. That shows a a lack of planning and and. I don't care what anybody says. Marvel's doing this kind of by the seat of their pants at times. Like, um, that sh- would have been beautiful to have here, but instead he's just oh. kind of on the run for a little bit. You I'm know? doing it's Josh's like- cut. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, the Josh if, cut. Yeah. What if I know that there's the licensing issue, and that comes back to the Deadpool joke of God. It's like you could only afford two X Men. Yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> what if this had been? Uh, motorcycle Diaries kind of deal because for a big part of what? the Civil War <laughs> I, Cap I that. is shooting around on a motorcycle trying to rally support to his cause that would be awesome so Not what if action. we had seen Cap under the watchful eye of Tony and the government looking for him trying to find the holdout hidden away Marvel heroes Ooh. and inspiring them to join him and not the Registration Act. And then you could expand your universe through that. And you don't have to call them by their name like they've done with Scarlet Witch. She's not Scarlet Witch. She's Wanda. Mm-hmm. But it would be a way for them to build out the cinematic universe that they're touching on, see some of these heroes for a couple seconds on screen, and make the Civil War feel big, as opposed to, like you said, kids on the playground having uh-huh. a scrap fight. Yeah, so it was like, bring an Ant-Man. Why? But you <laughs> huh? are describing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, that would be good. Which <laughs> I'm so glad I, they should give me a job. <laughs> but didn't we say <laughs> the last time we were in here, possibly, that none of the TV shows are supposed to be canonical to okay. the Marvel Cinematic here we Universe? Go. Here's, uh, oh boy, here I've we been go. building this in my brain for a long time. <laughs> Civil War! So, the whole idea was that they had Iron, his mic. Iron Man popped out, and they were like, wow, this movie's really... You know, it's going to be really good. Yeah. Like, what if we just have a little bonus scene where we have Nick Fury show up? And then everyone What if it nuts. was Samuel L. Jackson? What if it was Samuel L. Jackson? And then it was. And they went, we have something here. What if we did more of these? And that's when they started to build this framework. Mm-hmm. And so what you are saying before, like, they have an idea where yeah. things are going. They yeah. knew they were going to get to the Infinity War. They knew halfway through that Civil War was going to happen. You're sounding like a tiger. Go away. <laughs> Oh, sleeping. Okay, good. Um, and they've been slowly building in like the pieces of that as they go. So the original idea is like, what if we have these TV shows that expand the story out? Wouldn't that be amazing if we could introduce like side heroes and other characters, and then they can expand this universe? The trouble has been they've got ninety percent of the way there, and then said, "Eh, let's just forget about it." So when they filmed Civil War. Uh, this was two years ago, I think they started filming Civil War. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was at the tail end of its second season. In the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s second season, they introduced the Inhumans, which are a uh, group of people... We all know who the Inhumans are. 
adolescent inhumans are, are a group of people who were experimented on Civil War. by the Kree, uh, and they were given superpowers. Uh-huh. And they've been living in secret um, on Earth for a while, and they've been in low numbers. They are the wide-scale superheroes, like people with powers that are appearing. This movie should have addressed that because they are the key reason that would motivate the Sokovia Accords. We have hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people on Earth that have powers that are potentially incredibly dangerous. So why didn't they do that? That's because the Russo brothers had an interview and someone asked, like, so are you guys including anything from the rest of the, like, universe, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and they're like, no, nah, we haven't been keeping up with that, so we just wrote the script. Ah! <laughs> That's so stupid. It is so dumb, and it's <laughs> such a waste of possibility, because yeah. they have all these other things going on. You know, they got more Netflix shows coming out, they're continuing the Netflix shows they have. So are the ones that just, I'm sorry, because I want to make this clear, are the shows canonical? Like, are they attached no. to the cinematic universe? Yes. Theoretically... <laughs> Theoretically, they are canonical. So, so it's like the, one way. They're like appeasing the exactly. movies, and the movies are like, we don't give a shit about happen. your dumb, stupid Netflix show. That is exactly the point. The wow, movies that's happen, stupid. And then the shows and the Netflix series respond to it. Okay. And one of the actresses in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. actually said this. It was a big hubble for a while. Where she's like, yeah, none of the movies give any shit about what happens on our show. Marvel likes to pretend the universe is connected, but it's really not. And how could they, like, the what was it? Agent Carter? Was that another show? Mm-hmm. What? How? How? If they wanted it to be on, is it not on? How, no, you can't no cancel. No part of this franchise is losing money. You can't cancel a Disney Marvel thing if they want it to exist. Worse That's yet, not possible. It's on ABC, which is owned by Disney. Disney so run it on Disney Network. Run it wherever the hell you want. Anybody would buy it up and say, give us the Disney money. The larger point... It does not make Disney sense. already has a huge presence on Netflix. It would be childishly yeah. simple to fold this into a right. contract. The larger so point stupid. is that the problem they're running into <laughs> is that they want to have they want to have their cake and then eat all the cake too. Because they want to have this gigantic sprawling universe, but they're not willing to constrain anyone within their stories. They don't want to say, Russo Brothers, you guys should include Inhumans in your movie because they feel like that's going to be too much meddling, which is doubly confusing because then they had the debacle with Ant-Man and Edgar Wright where they're like, you can't do this and this and this and you have to do this. But and that's why he left, right? Them, mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't want to constrain them with the silly TV show because why would you guys care about that? So the TV is going to be the garbage dump where all the ideas that don't get greenlit to be a film All the good stuff's going to end up there. Which is frustrating because there's really cool stuff going on. Like, the Inhumans were developed all during this last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Not true. And there was... Except... (laughs) Civil War! Oh, my God. (laughs) Not true. The royal family and Adelon were not touched on. Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? No one should care. None of our listeners. I don't know what they're talking about. I, 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 Kyle, why don't we just step too. out for a little while? <laughs> you guys Anyways, just argue. Can we get we'll back to the movies? Yes. I want to nitpick more. I'm getting back to that. Right. that. There is uh, a lot of cool stories there, and in fact, they are furthering developing the movies' stories without the movies. They're doing it for the movies, right. accidentally, as far as they're concerned. So, the World Security Council uh, from the First Avengers. Movie, <laughs> yes, we we discussed them a little bit. Uh, the lead guy there is played by um, his his name's like. Booth Powers or something. Like a comic book name is the name of the actor. Dude McBro. Dude McBro showed back up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they said, hey, guess what? This guy who was the one speaking for the World Security Council and basically the leader of it, he was a Hydra agent. What the? 
And so they expand on like how he like this is kind of the subtext is that he was kind of trying to kill off the Avengers with that move. And that's exactly what Cap is talking about in this movie. He well, says, then they should say that. They should in the movie. Exactly. They shit together in the movie. Oh, my God. So, so they have to pass The other issue with that is just the like show. there's so much comics that... The world of comics. I mean, you could never fit ev- anything, I- everything in. You nor could, would you want nor to. Nor would you want to. So they have to make judgment calls, but it's really dumb if you make a judgment call, like as as basic as Captain America's Civil War, and then you can't deliver on both of those accounts to a point that well, makes sense. And we had talked about this briefly before. This should have been Avengers 2. Right. Save yeah, it was we- better than Avengers 2. Save <laughs> Weekend at Ultrons for a spin-off or for a minor movie. Can we bitch on Avengers 2 for one second? Civil War. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like It was weak. It was weak sauce, they man. They killed Quicksilver. Poets not Quicksilver. <sighs> like Seriously though, the weekend at Ultron that hit so home because I don't even remember any time he was on screen. Literally, I remember him in shambles coming in, <clears throat> and I remember when he died. I truly don't remember. There was like a factory anything in that happened in there. You don't yeah. remember the thousand quips that he had? No. <laughs> Sorry, James Spader, your talent was wasted. Well, here's another thing. But like, better, it's Avengers two. It yeah. should have just been Avengers, Avengers two. two. And Avengers 2 plays into eventually Infinity War or whatever, and then you use the second cap. Oh my god, this is great! What? The Josh cut? You use the second <laughs> cap movie to really tell Cap's story in it. Uh-huh. Because you've already staged the beginning of Civil War as an Avengers movie, and you use a cap movie to really hit the heartstrings and close out there, the story. There, there, and there you go. then Cap dies at the end. And doesn't this is no nobody right. dies. There are no stakes nobody. in these movies. Nobody. No, no, no. no. no a fucking, that's the good cut. A fucking, this is Josh. I know, I know. But a hundred and ten year old Don Cheadle falls from the sky in a metal suit, <laughs> and and doesn't die. Like, but, but he has to die, right? That's, that's Cap really should. He's gonna die, die before oh, the series. It is should over. be. Yes. I'll tell you what. Be Bucky that picks up the shield. Yo, Bucky's pretty awesome. Bucky is I don't great. know if you guys feel the same way I do, but when he's Bucky's pretty awesome. That's no, not Bucky's pretty just enough to be a civil war. His fight civil scene. War, Bucky's amazing. His fight. <laughs> yeah, his fight scene when he breaks out of the apartment. He picks up yeah. the, the battering ram from the SWAT team guys. Let's and he's, talk about good things. All the action sequences oh, were pretty forget great. It. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, uh, the good. directing was pretty we solid. We got to see Vision using his actual powers, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. Not really. He disappears for a huge stretch of the fight yeah, in the airport. Absolutely. When everybody's sort of paired up and fighting, if you go back and watch that scene, you're like, where's Vision? After he draws, literally draws the line in uh-huh. the, not the sand, but in the cement, and then they all run at each other anyway, Vision is nowhere to be found. Scarlet Witch, Wanda is throwing cars at Iron Man, and Vision's nowhere for a he long sees a time. In the distance, for a very long time, <laughs> he finally reappears when he makes himself into a little cannonball and knocks into Ant Man, and then he shoots the tower, you know, to try to block. But he doesn't actually engage in the fight. But it's the fact very that weird. You know it's that very weird, and yeah. you can remember those things means that the editing was pretty good. I'm just Which happy I, that I we enjoy. got to see him actually use some of his real powers, not just like he doesn't oh, do I'm shit. He doesn't do anything. It is uh, here. Here's a thought. A thought question for you for a moment. Is saying Captain America's Civil War a biased, immediately entry into the film that's supposed to be about like a division between the greatest superhero team of all time? It's not. (laughs) It's supposed to be about a division in the universe. The Avengers are 
a case. Well, yes. We don't have that here. Sorry. Is, I, didn't go, I didn't go deep enough for, that you really for Josh. To see that didn't happen. I but think that that's this... what the story is. If I tell you I'm going to tell the story... It's, but it's called... just a, it's entitled alone. It's but titled... did we inherently like shit on the whole Iron Man side of the equation by going Captain America Civil yes. War? Does it skew like the it, perception of what eh, I don't get cool. I don't get too caught up in the title. You know, like yeah. so I Iron like... Man actually had a pretty big but that role was the, in this movie. That was the main yeah, exactly. plot arc, yeah. though. But he's so... also painted as more of the villain. No, he's not. This is this Who, is Tony. This is yeah. the strongest yeah. point of the movie, I think. I disagree. Everyone who Civil matters. <laughs> everyone the, who matters in the movie has absolutely well developed uh, reasons for what they're doing. You know absolutely why Tony thinks what he does, and they push like he already had that established that he was kind of going that way after Iron Man three and after Avengers two. And then you had the scene. Oh, he's off with Thor. Remember, they're yeah, just they bounce. Here's a better question: Where's because the it whole... can't be the Avengers because hey, Thor Civil Iron. War. I'm talking oh, here. So all right, I'm Civil War. Civil, Civil War. War. <laughs> so. Everyone who matters, uh, Tony has like this internal struggle that he's been dealing with the last couple of movies, and then just to hit it home, that Pepper woman comes it. up and tells him the story about her son that died. Mm-hmm. How dare you do this? Yeah, and he's like, "All right, we need to be accountable for this." Cap has seen what that accountability means, mm-hmm. what it means to have some organizing body tell you what to do. Kill Ratsies, and he have it, and that goes against his core. Like he is Captain America, but he's really the man of his beliefs and ideals, and he knows that um, nation- nationalism will interfere with that over time. Absolutely. Uh, who else was important in this movie? Those are the main ones. Who else? Under but his, when I see the image of Iron Man standing in the floating prison with everybody, all the other superheroes behind bars, like, sorry... You know, and that's, that's like inherently him. villainistic in its iconography at, and look everything. Look at his face the whole time, though. It's like he is immediately regretting yeah. having taken this side. For sure. And For so sure. That's when he's like, I don't even know that I've done the right thing. So does that mean we vindicate the Captain America title and just assume that that was the right thing? Or is the, or should it have gone deeper? And That's kind of where it ends up, right? Like, where do we go from here? What happens in the future? Because I don't think either one's right. I think, yeah. I think both things, and that's what you're supposed to leave with, right? You're supposed to leave with those who are... I mean, fundamentally, we're operating <laughs> off the comic book ideal that there are perfect people out there. Uh-huh. And I think Captain America's sacrifice really hits the nail that he is virtuous and he yeah. is powerful. And that's what one hopes for in one's heroes. That he can do, he can enact change and he has the power to, he is both powerful and provident. Yeah. Um, and he gives it up. Mm-hmm. Because he believes in it, we want these guys to be completely implausibly perfect in every single way, and he was. Yeah, yeah. And that is dealt with in the first twenty minutes of the movie. He has that conversation with Scarlet Witch, and she's watching TV, going like, "Oh my God, what have we done? I killed those people." And he says, "We try and save as many people as we can." But we're not perfect. We can't do everything. Uh-huh. We can't save them all. And you can lament about it, or you can accept that that's the reality we live in and move forward. I tell you what, the, other is than that the strong point for his side being the side? I think so. I think I'm, I'm an idealist like that, yeah. I feel like the summation of this movie is um, Tony recognizing that his solution wasn't really the right one. That's why yeah. he joins up with Captain America. Captain America, colon, more thought needed. Exactly. <laughs> 
and that's what's. We'll get back to you. Because <laughs> this is this is like a bigger point that Batman and Superman tried to bring up is like, what do you do with these superhero, yeah, superpowered people? And that would have been the best. You can't just let them <laughs> run amok because then you get the bad ones that are out there that are irresponsible. Irresponsible, and on top of that, you also have like the collateral damage from the ones who are good. Like I think if uh, Thunder Dick Ross face, uh, <laughs> if he walked in and he ignored every other incident and he said, "So what happened in South Africa?" Explain to me the situation. What was what was the deal with Hulk destroying half that city? Yeah. And Iron Man beating the shit out of him. Well, the whole city would have been gone. <laughs> yeah. Right. And right. They, like, how did they respond to that? They go, "Oh, sorry, our bad. We'll try not." Especially to do that. a military exactly. commander could be made to understand. There was collateral damage. We did the very best we could to save as many as we could, but yeah. in no way could we save all of them. Yeah, the upbraiding is coming from the wrong source, if yeah. you will. Yeah, and using the wrong example, right? Yeah. Right. And if the mother had come forward with that argument, it would be more understandable than the general coming forward with that argument. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, agreed. But I'll tell you what. Other than the action scenes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggy. Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> Piggy. Anyway, I'm going to piggy on what Aaron said. Other than the action scenes, which are very enjoyable in this movie, right? And yeah, Bucky does kick ass. I'm sorry. He blocks bullets with his hand. Black Panther awesome. and Bucky. Black Panther and Bucky fights were awesome. Black uh, Panther's running. I was like, yeah. yeah. But the scenes, running. But the dialogue at certain points, when they're sitting in Avengers headquarters after the meeting with Thunderbolt, that's a good scene. You know? Who's Thunderbolt? The, after the military <laughs> oh, guy. <laughs> After Thunderlips leaves, remember Thunderlips, Rocky Three? Anybody? Yes, Who's Hulk Hogan? Anyway, Thunderlips leaves, and they they hash it out, you know. And that's where you have the Falcon saying things like, "Aren't you the one that gave the middle finger to the government?" And then that's where you have uh, Captain America saying, "What if we get sent somewhere we don't want to go?" And that's where we have Tony, you know, in the corner. Oh yeah, you guys all know what I'm thinking. I thought the dialogue there was awesome. And then the next scene that's very much like that, that's also powerful, is when Tony and Steve are alone in the prison. Punch you in your perfect. Yeah, that scene where Captain America actually considers yeah. signing for a moment. And then, you know, Tony lets slip, like, yeah, we got Wanda under, like, quarantine. He's like, right. you see, Tony, just when you... And that's where Captain America had, like, a moment of weakness where you thought he might be talked into this. Uh-huh. Those scenes are actually really, really good. There was lots But then of you have to throw in this. Spider-Man and yeah. Ant-Man that, and fucking old-ass Don Cheeto. The focus lost. Yeah. Is, is that in a summer blockbuster movie, some of the best scenes are just talking in a boardroom. Uh-huh. Isn't that amazing? James Isn't Cut. that... James what Cut. this was... All of the other heroes happening in the background, but the movie focuses 30% on Iron Man and 70% on Bucky and Steve. I don't know. I liked your cut we said earlier. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Josh cut. And that like is, that have, Captain, have Captain America on the run, maybe simultaneously looking for Bucky, but also recruiting all these people, and he has to do it on the down low, like... Uh-huh. Some of them are with him. Some of them are against him. Some of them like Trying sound the alarm, out. like he like fuck you. I've already yeah. chosen my side, and he has to escape from that. That that would have been excellent. I'm thinking you know? of, he does it all in a kicking Harley, right? Yeah. And well, for the you know, for the marketing side of things, you could have had the big icon of iconic, you know, Civil War idea of putting Cap's face and Iron Man's face on each side. But like we're talking about right now, there were. There was a main overarching plot that was like the whole Winter Soldier, Captain America relationship and everything. And then there was everything happening underneath it, which was the Civil War main arc that they were going for. And it seemed like it kind of got dwarfed by everything else that was happening. But then they made that the primary 
things that you saw on screen yeah. for most of the film. It's, so it yeah. didn't make sense because more focus was put into the characterization and the relationships and yet more screen time was put forward for everything else. So I feel I feel like we could fill up a lot of conversation by just saying you didn't need this. You didn't, we said that for a lot of movies. Right. When we know that the focus is lacking, you know, another another loud on the set lexicon. You didn't need this. You didn't need that. You didn't need the scene in Africa. You have enough controversial elements from the Avengers backstory, like what happened right. in Africa with Hulk. So you don't need the Africa thing. They threw that in just like in, in Man of Steel. You didn't need you Superman to, to blow up a town in Africa. Like he just fucked up Metropolis it a couple of years ago. You, know? you needed to get the right. Wakanadians in. Ah uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so well, you didn't you didn't need all that shit. Civil War. Civil War. Civil War. Civil War. Overall, obviously we were able to have a pretty in-depth discussion about themes of the film and character choices in the film and stuff which is great because when we're talking about Batman V whatever V means Superman it was an Alan Moore comic you heathen <laughs> Batman very when it was sad. Batman very sad Superman it was uh, it was basically us just like what the hell was going on for the whole time even though like you we've mentioned there were some guilty pleasure uh, in that so I think overall uh, let's just get a consensus go around the room because I'm not going to grade it but overall Josh, what'd you think of the film? Give it any sort of rating you want in the span of a small sentence. I give it seven bananas out of a pineapple. Excellent. Nice. That's a lot of bananas. I give it uh, eight Bucky Arms out of ten Iron Man arc reactors. <laughs> I'm going to stick with what I said earlier. Highly entertaining, but cockamamie as all hell. Yeah. Kyle? Yeah. Uh, I give it the... Uh, Avengers 2.5 stamp <laughs> stamp of approval uh, and the Captain America stamp of <laughs> okay so Civil War Civil War, Civil War. Civil War. <laughs> save it for listen to mail buddy alright well that brings us to the end of the show thank you all so much for joining us Aaron Josh wonderful to have you in here again um, check us out on YouTube and iTunes, loud on the set at gmail.com. Send us what you think. Aaron, send us your final comments. <laughs> oh, you'll be getting an eight. Oh, grand. yeah, I was about to say yes, it is I'm never coming on your fucking show again, you jerks. My newsletter is going to be in all of your inboxes. <laughs> <laughs> the header from the desk of uh, Angry Marvel Fan. <laughs> um, Angry Marvel TV Fan. <laughs> Indeed. CC Kevin Feige. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. Uh, I think it's safe to say we all enjoyed the movie. So if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert. Um, and doesn't die. And go see it. Nobody because does. it's fun. Um, that's all I got to say. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <Nick> Ross. <laughs> Civil War. <laughs> <laughs>